0: the South Congress podcast Hey guys a quick note so whereas typically when I'm doing an interview it's done over Zoom um sometimes that's just not possible for reasons and so the audio is a little funny because this was rec- a phone call recorded on another phone like a voice memo so it's not going to be the the typical audio that you get um this is my interview with la night which led to my latest article with the ringer you can find that on the ringer.com um but yeah a couple people asked if they could get the audio specifically just to see you know what went into the interview kind of how we built this thing so yeah um enjoy again the ringer.com and also um five stars subscribe to the podcast um be a friend of the program thanks so much the south congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences listener discretion is advised getting to go into nwa
1: and do that was just it was just a different forum a different uh style of doing things in a certain sense i mean it, it, it's all wrestling at the end of the day right but, for sure uh with nwa which is kind of like you know we're going to go out there there's not going to be any music the people almost get to be our music which was kind of cool
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and it was just kind of a it, it was a very free environment where it was just kind of like hey man go out and do your thing like you know as long as you're not going off on a tangent and creating your own uh uh, you know your own uh, rivalries And stuff that don't already exist Then you know go out and do your thing So, so it was kind of a cool thing And, and now you fast forward and, and here I am at the, the biggest stage of them all uh, and, and if I'm honest Just kind of stand at the top of the industry Because I mean what do you got You got Roman Reigns at the top of this thing And uh, I'm going to be up against him In just a little over
0: a week So absolutely, it's a hell of a turnaround Yeah so, so about that Um you kind of getting to to the pinnacle at this point, do you think you're more prepared for it than you would have been five or 10 years ago?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, anytime you're spending more time, more experience uh, in anything, uh, you'd really think that you're more prepared. Um, I mean, I don't know, because I mean, if I talk to myself, you know, 10 years ago, uh, I, I was convinced that I was the, the best thing going, mm-hmm. you know, walking the streets. And, and, and now there's a certain point where I'm just like, oh, man, you know, m- maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But ten years ago, you know, I, I couldn't dream of touching the spot that I'm at now. And right now, uh, I'm I'm much more show, sh- uh, sorry, excuse me, I'm much more so showing to be what I thought I was ten years ago. Uh, even if I don't maybe feel or share the same uh, maybe hubris or overconfidence that I had 10 years ago. Now I'm, I'm finding myself in that spot.
0: So even at that time, around 10 years ago, you know, that's time you were spending, you know, in WWE. While it's not a direct parallel, we see a guy like Drew McIntyre, who had that early run in WWE, chosen one, call it whatever you want. Um, but, you know, he was in a position to really, you know, succeed back then, took his time away, and now, you know, he's he's in this great position. He's a household name. Um, do you appreciate it, you think, a little bit more, um, knowing that, you know, you had an amazing run, you know, NWA, Impact, you learned a lot along the way, like you said. Do you think you appreciate the spot a bit more than you would have back then? Of course, you said, take hubris out of it, but just a a better understanding of this thing as a whole.
1: Well, sure, I I mean, there's a few different ways to look at it. I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm, uh, (laughs) there's part of me that's pretty annoyed that this didn't happen long ago because uh, I think I was ready to go long ago, but at the same time, I'm very, I guess, appreciative for the life that I've lived. I've lived a a hell of a life, Um, and I've done a lot of things um, so, there's no way to not appreciate what's happening right now um even with whatever frustrations might lie underneath that at the same time uh so yeah do i appreciate it more than i would have 10 years ago maybe i don't know can't say for sure
0: so i grew up in san antonio you were in san antonio on this last smackdown i like to think of san antonio as an old school wrestling town I remember when Cody came back uh, at the Royal Rumble, they went crazy for him. I think a lot of that is his hard work. But there's also that nostalgia of being Dusty's kid and, you know, it being the South and things like that. So they went crazy for you. Um, Everybody's going crazy for you. But the catchphrases and the cues and they just love that. How influential um, was a time like the attitude era, the nineties in general, how influential is that to what you feel like you present to a crowd?
1: Um, I mean, bottom line is I'm, I'm not trying to be a tribute act to anybody or thing. Uh, do I draw from some of that? Sure. I do. Uh, did, did Flair draw from, uh, H buddy Rogers. Sure. he did. Did, uh, did Hogan draw from dusty roads from did he draw from, uh, superstar billy graham of course he did um so in that same regard uh you know some of the more formidable years of my life maybe in high school and whatnot, was the attitude era Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean you're talking about one of the hottest times if not the hottest time in wrestling and me being a teenager and just taking all that stuff in ad nauseum uh so yeah i mean that's that's absolutely in there And, and one of the greatest Um, things that I, that I kind of get from time to time is getting older guys, especially who just go, man, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched in years, but you've gotten me back into it. You give me that feeling that I used to get from it Mm -hmm. and I go, okay, good. Then I'm doing my damn job.
0: I I think it's silly when people dismiss taking cues from the past as like a bad thing. It's like, no, this is, this is what works. What are you talking about? Um,
1: I mean, you, you can't reinvent the wheel. I mean, a lot of people have tried. Uh, The business even tried to turn itself, I think, in the last five or six years. But at the end of the day, wrestling is wrestling.
0: Another place you take a lot of cues from, um, early hip hop. And I've watched you discuss this a whole lot. So I don't want to retread like too much of that. Are you surprised how well that kind of works with a crowd that might not reflect that same audience?
1: Not necessarily because I mean, like, like my whole draw to hip hop is like kind of that swagger and that mm-hmm. uh, that kind of larger than life feel and that 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 uber confidence that kind of comes along with a lot of the lyrics and the presentation mm-hmm. uh, in that genre. So, for me uh, to take some of that and to apply that to what I do, I think fits perfectly in this realm. It fits perfectly in this universe of what we do. So, whether the people are familiar with. Uh, you know any of the references or any of the influence um uh, that's almost kind of more like an easter egg for some people but i think most people probably haven't even caught on or haven't even noticed and if they do even better but if they don't then it's just kind of like oh okay man i I, I dig what this guy's doing i dig you know whatever um so um is is there something to where there's something the people latch on to absolutely uh and i've seen a lot of people you know do the little um the little cut ins on like Instagram and stuff like that, where they'll, you know, they'll show me saying something and then
0: show a lyric from a song or something like that. Absolutely. Um, one of the reasons I'm so good, such a big Roddy Strong fan, like he's a guy from a trailer park, but when I watch him work and he tells me he listens to Nipsey Hussle all the time, I'm like no, I get it, I get it. I see that influence like kind of flowing through you for sure, for sure. Um, to change gears just for a second, um, you know, I was at the Royal Rumble, saw the, uh, the lights out match, um. You know, kind of being one of Bray's Bray's last big opponent before he passed, um, does that mean something significant to you? Um emotionally, career-wise, mentally? I certainly don't want to bring up any memories you don't have that are great, so that's not my question, but just uh is that something you kind of carry as being kind of one of those uh those last focal points uh, of a really interesting career?
1: Um I- I mean, it's nothing that, like, consciously I'm sitting with a lot of times, but, I mean, uh, when it's brought up, yeah, I guess so, because, I mean, uh, you're considering a guy with a hell of a career who made a hell of an impact, and, uh, and then just considering the fact that, um, you know, when, when anybody thinks of that and they think about his, his last match or his last rivalry, which I, I think was, uh, even no matter what you think about the match or what happened or whatever, the build-up to the whole thing was so solid. And so good um, that, that I, I don't think that a lot of people could deny that. Like it was, it's definitely something to remember, uh, and it's something for people to look back at and say, "Oh wow, man, that that like really kind of helped us cement." Oh, it, it, it helped re-solidify the legacy that Bray Wyatt already had, but it also helped to bring uh, more notoriety to me.
0: Whatever anybody thinks about the match, the kids who were sitting in front of us just outside of the press box. We're going crazy and wanted to make sure Uncle Howdy was okay. So it worked. <laughs> like, like, don't <laughs> let nobody tell you it didn't work. It absolutely worked. Right. Um, so John Cena, I feel like, um, is properly critical of not just his co-workers, but also of the future. That Cena cosign is so hard for people to get. Um, is there any reason you think you kind of broke the mold in that in being somebody who came after him you know john cena's you know has less matches in front of him than behind him but you know do you think there's any reason you kind of got that cosign and does that mean anything unique or special to you um
1: well yeah uh but (laughs) the 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 the, the only uh the only thing i could really obviously pinpoint that to is his whole thing is uh never give up right yeah and uh hustle loyalty respect all that stuff well nobody's hustled harder than i have and and nobody's lived and embodied never give up more than i have uh i mean if you just look at the span of everything that i've done and, and the length of time the things that i've gone through and things like that like I haven't given up on this thing that I knew I had and this thing I had to offer. I always just needed that opportunity, that window to get in. And getting the opportunity and getting that window was always the tough part. Nobody ever wanted to give me a shot. I didn't have the hookups. I didn't have, you know, somebody in my family who was in the business. I didn't have uh, anybody who really had that kind of a hookup. And anytime time that I kind of started to get my foot in the door a little bit, people get a certain... Uh, you know, perception or thought about me one way or another, uh, with me barely saying two words to him. So it always made it kind of tough, uh, for me to get going anywhere. Sure, some of that I'm sure sits on my, uh, sits on my lap. I hold some of the fault in that, I'm sure. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, once I got that opportunity, I knew I was going to run like hell with it, and that's what I've done. I think that when John Cena sees something like that, and again, you're talking about a guy who says never give up and things like that, you can't you can't look at one guy in there and think of anybody who's embodied that any more than me, if you're honest. And, and also then just considering the fact that everything that I'm bringing to the table on top of it uh, just solidifies the fact that um, not only did I not give up, uh But I've got the goods
0: once I'm here. Yeah. Just a few more questions. I know we're running a, a, about towards 15 minutes. So I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um Again, somebody who came up, you know, about the same time as me, watching stuff at the same time. You, you, you're doing Slim Jim commercials, like Randy Savage, man. Like main eventing <laughs> a pay per view is 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 dope, and it's for the world title, is Roman Reigns, and like that's all amazing. But when we talk about like memories and things we hold on to, you know, people know Randy Savage. From being in the commercials, like what does that mean sure. to you, carrying on a legacy like that?
1: Well, I mean that that you're talking about considering the business out at this point, yes, because sir. Uh, even people who don't watch professional wrestling, sports entertainment, call it what you want, uh, they they know the Macho Man, and every time it goes to snap into a Slim Jim or oh yeah, well, you know one of those, and so it, it's an iconic. Uh, campaign. It's an iconic brand. Uh, so to be a part of that, and actually, in the commercial with the... Ma- I mean, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the spirit of the macho man, so to speak, uh, to, to be in a commercial with that is, is crazy uh something again you know it, it's so funny i had all these different goals and things in mind when i first signed back in 2021 to nxt and I, and I wrote a bunch of them down year one year two year three year four and there's just so some of these things that i didn't even know were potential possible goals such as winning a million dollar championship i didn't know that was a possibility uh being in a slim gym commercial i didn't know that was a possibility i didn't know that was a thing so we're kind of checking off boxes that i didn't even know were there to begin with so uh it, it's a really cool thing and uh looking forward to seeing uh what else we come out with in the next few months
0: we tend to blur lines um especially us being in media um was there ever a conversation between you and a kevin nash about the good to bad and the in-between about what you're presenting Okay. Short answer. Short answer. All right. Now, really quickly, explain Timberland boots to an audience that's never seen snow because of global warming. Like that jumps out to me being from where I'm from. I'm like, okay, he knows what time it is. Um, Your your look, your look is unique to... um, especially to a younger audience. You know what I'm saying? That's something we was doing when we was growing up. Um, you know, yeah. what about your presentation, which to me is both forward thinking and a throwback. What goes into that specifically?
1: Man, you know, it, 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 I, I don't even know how to how to put that into words. Uh, but in my head, it was just kind of like, Something needs to look different, unique, but trademarked to the point. My thought was always this. When you see a kid dressed up like Hulk Hogan for Halloween, you know immediately what he is. You know who he is. When you see somebody dressed up like the Macho Man or you see somebody dressed up like Steve Austin or The Rock, you know who and what they are for Halloween. And so for me, it was like, how can I create a look that's mine so that when somebody puts that on for Halloween, You know who they are. Um, And so it it was just kind of, you know, bit by bit, piece by piece. Um, And there's nothing special to it. I mean, hell, I'm wearing what boots, a T-shirt, a vest, some sunglasses. But how can I make it my own? How can I make it work? And uh, eventually uh, Timberland got pulled into that as well.
0: I got you. Okay, two more things. Um, Who are you listening to now, artist-wise, any genre, whatever?
1: Oh man, that, it changes all the time. I mean, so like I I, I revisit stuff a lot. So there's uh, there's this channel on YouTube called uh, Single White Glove, and they break down and remix all these Michael Jackson songs. Uh, so in the last week, honestly, it's just been a lot of going to that channel because they have these extended remixes, and they 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 have I guess all the access to the files, the different tracks, and everything. So like they can make all these different wild remixes um i mean it's it sounds it's it's basically the original song but just recomposed, um and, and it's very very good
0: do you know um, you just wrote the story for me <laughs> i don't know if you know like how that kind of encompasses everything that you've talked about that's perfect all right so last thing let's sell some pay-per-views um yeah you're in the main event of Crown Jewel next weekend against Roman Reigns, the most dominant champion of the last however long. What does it mean to you to be in the main event? What does it mean to be Paul Heyman's favorite that he don't manage? And what can we expect from you next weekend?
1: I mean, it's it's pretty crazy considering this is my first uh, Crown Jewel show. Uh, My first Saudi Arabia show, really, that I've been on, and and I'm at the top of the card here, which is uh, a hell of a testament to uh, the work that I put in, but also, I mean, just the the people making it so. I mean, last time we were in Saudi Arabia, saw the whole crowd just chanting LA Night right at Triple H. Um, At some point, uh, it's undeniable. And I've made myself undeniable. I've made myself uh, inevitable, I guess you could say. Uh, And so, whatever that is, uh, is something that can now possibly bring an end to an over 1,100 day uh, title reign. Uh, you know, that, as impressive as that is, that can end in the blink of an eye. And uh, what better way to do it than put it on the fastest rising superstar in SmackDown?
0: LA Knight, are you a Commanders fan, or do you care about your own feelings?
1: Uh, you know, I, I was, I was. I couldn't tell you three players on the Commanders. Uh but when I was growing up, yeah, I was always a Washington Redskins fan, now the Commanders. Um so yeah, uh just I, I guess I, I I guess just uh through through time and through years, sure.
0: Genuinely, with all your success, that's the only thing I envy about you. They still hurt my heart every single year. Um, But, my man, I really appreciate your time. Um, Greg, we're going to work on this. It'll probably be a Friday thing next week. My man, best of luck to you. All the success in the world, all right? Yes, indeed. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. The South Congress Podcast.